we go. Episode 35 of the Hardline Sports Talk. I am Michael Merlo. Along with me, I have John Michael Masiri. That almost rhymes. JM, how are you? I'm doing good. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive as well. I was, th- I was, you know, I was driving around today at work, and I'm thinking the last time the Yankees were in a legit pennant race, not a long time ago. Because when you think about it, when they've been to the playoffs, especially lately, they've had wh- whether it was the wild card or they when they won the division, they had it locked up. They haven't really been chasing. They haven't been able, haven't been really fighting for a playoff spot, and they are in a dogfight right now for one of these wild card spots, and it's with two teams in their own division. So I'm very excited to get to that. They're going to start a massive series with the Boston Red Sox in Fenway starting Friday night. So yep. let, let's start there. We're going to get to a lot in baseball. We got the awards races coming down to the finish. We've got, you know, pennant races coming down to the finish. The NL wild card might be wrapped up somehow, and the Rays just clinched the playoff spot. So we're going to get to that. But let's start with the Yankees here because, again, like I said, the next nine games are playoff games. And the the cool thing about this for the Yankees is that, and you might not think this is cool, but the Yankees control their own destiny. Like, mm-hmm. they don't need teams to lose. They just have right. to beat the teams in front of them. 100% correct. And, listen, this is what, you know, baseball loves this. We're going to see Yankees, Red Sox. Talk, you want to talk about? you know, uh, bringing the rivalry back. Well, what better way to do it than, you know, fighting for a playoff spot. So yeah, it's put up or shut up time. The Yankees have had obviously an up and down season. The Red Sox have had an up and down season. Um, And, you know, these teams have exchanged a couple blows. um, And it's, it's, this is like the final round. Let's see. uh, Let's see what happens here. If um, we're starting off with a hell of a opener for the series, Garrett Cole against Nathan Uvalde, um, the two, best pitchers for you know either side the whole year um so and of all these pitched in big games for yeah. them and for other teams so he's been right. around yep so yeah it's uh it's obviously nerve-wracking if you're a yankees fan um but you know we're up we're up for the challenge here I, i'm i'm going into this game or this series just like this season has been so crazy it's time to just or these next two series, actually, because then the Blue Jays are coming up, which is just as, if not more important, because they're the team that's in second for the wild card. Um, well, actually, they're a game out right now, or a half game. Trailing you. Yeah. Um, but I'm just like, all right, it's been up and down. Let's just leave it all out there, and whatever happens, happens. So we'll see. Yeah, again, it, it, they're playoff games from, from here on out. Right. Aaron Boone, I heard an interview with Aaron Boone today. I, I like Aaron Boone yeah, see, personality-wise. I don't, yeah, I, I, Aaron Boone is a, personality, a good personality, but I just wanted to get into that a little bit. I'm a little – Boone, talk about an up-and-down season. It, that's the way it's been with Boone. I mean, um, going back to the beginning of the year, the amount of question marks around him with his job and his decision-making. I mean, I think back to – the night they were playing the angels in about uh, what was that early June or whenever that was. And um, Late he, said, June. he said it was a must win game and Urshela and Aaron judge weren't in the lineup. And obviously I was livid. And so were just about everybody else. That's a Yankee fan saying, how the hell do you say it's a must win game and you don't put these guys in the lineup. But um, I'm a little disappointed with how it's gone with the lineups. Um Luke Voigt really hasn't gotten consistent playing time. 
And he's proven that, you know, he can really energize your offense at um, certain points throughout the season. So I think getting him consistent at bats will help him. And the fact that he hasn't been able to get that um, is, is, is disappointing. They can't play him at first though. And you can't no. really, he's got uh, a listen, DH. He's not a great defender, but he's, it's not, he's not, you know, David Ortiz bad. Like he's a bad, he's a below he average. A terrible, he's a below a terrible average night the other night. What'd you say? Didn't he have a terrible night the other night or something yeah. like that? He had a terrible game at first. I saw on Twitter, Yankee fans were calling him butcher boy at first base. <laughs> Just some uh, quick quick update here. The Twins are up 6-2 in the top of the seventh on the on the Blue Jays. Very good. Very That's good. a four-game set in That's Minnesota. Brutal. You cannot lose to Minnesota in this point in the season. Right. Well, sweeping a four-game series is very tough. So yeah. you have to think, okay, we got to go on the road and take three out of four. Right. That's the goal here. And, and with the Yankees now, you know, they're going to Boston, and they, they started off the season – you know, playing terribly against this team. In the last couple of series, they actually rebounded and, and were playing pretty well. So you got to hope, you know, Cole can find his way against this team because he hasn't had good starts against them. He's got to find his way. He's got to, you know, Friday night, set the tone for the weekend, get that game one victory. But with the these series, you got to think maybe one of them, ha- do you think one of them has to be a sweep? whether it's Toronto, whether it's Boston. No, no, I don't think either of them has to be a sweep. I mean, a sweep would be awesome, but no, I think you just, you got to win the series. That's it. Um, to be honest with you, I, uh, I'm really like, I'm, I'm optimistic, of course, as a fan, but I'm really not feeling great going into this Red Sox series. I just don't love that the Red Sox are hot right now are, you know, our bullpen is still the way it's been all year shady. Um, obviously it's good. We have Cole pitching tomorrow, but the Red Sox actually have gotten a Cole a couple times, but I, I trust Cole. He's a big time pitcher. I think he'll come through, but in terms of the whole series, I'm, I'm not as confident as I would like to be. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have a good feeling about this weekend. I don't know if it's just because I watched this team play the last two nights and, and I, I've watched them throughout the week, too. And I was there. I got the feel of Boston. It was amazing, by the way. Right. But I, I, they're hot. So maybe the thing, with, the thing with this is that maybe they come to a cold streak here. But at the same time, I also think the Yankees, who have been one of the streakiest teams and probably the streakiest team of all baseball right now. Yeah. Imagine they go on one of those runs right now. They, they get into the playoffs. Let's say they win, you know, seven out of nine here. They get to the playoffs. They win that wild card game. And now you've got one of the hottest teams in baseball with probably the best pitcher in the American League. Yeah. Yes, a shady bullpen, but you get hot and that offense gets going. That's scary. Now, right. it just you have to get hot at the right time and you have to stay hot. That's what the postseason is about. That's why teams like the Blue Jays are so dangerous. And that's why I'm starting to really feel that's why Boston's so dangerous. That they, They're getting pitchers back. They got sale back. If they get hot, if the offense gets hot, anything can happen right yeah so if the yankees can get hot here again like any of those three teams just like any of the wild card teams i just said anything can happen in the mlb postseason yes you're 100 percent correct i mean we've seen it throughout the postseason um in previous years i mean i think back the to, mets went to the world series because exactly the mets hot. went to the world series i think back to the 2019 nationals everybody wrote that team out even in the, the before the trade deadline 
And even going into the playoffs, people were not taking them seriously. They won that wild card game against the Brewers by a, 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 um, a you know, what's the word I'm looking for here? Trent Grisham error. No, but like they won it so close by um like a hair, whatever. By a, by a hair. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, on a Trent Grisham error, and then they go on this incredible run. So yeah, you're right. Um, baseball is a a wacky game. It's all about getting hot at the right time, coming up with the big hits. So. Yes, anything can happen. Um, but the Yankees can also go on a cold streak. So, you know, the thing that scares me with this with this week is the way the season has been so up and down. And it's honestly, it feels to me like they're just so undeserving of a playoff spot because of the way they've performed is like, it's going to all come full circle and finally bite them in the ass kind of a thing like the blue jays everybody was talking about the blue jays oh my god look at the blue jays look at their run differential it it does not represent their record at all and then you're talking about the yankees and at certain points they're over 500 and they have a negative run differential and they've been so freaking streaky like we said and not being able to come up with the big hit leading the al and uh double plays with the bases loaded and all these just stats that don't represent a fundamental and good baseball team um, so that, that kind of does go in the back of your mind and scare you that, you know, karma is going to strike eventually and, and all things are going to balance out, but we'll just, we'll wait and see. Blue Jays still have the fifth best run differential in all baseball. Yeah. That makes absolutely no sense. I have a question for you. This might sound like a stupid question. So you said you think that if they, you know, it, it could all crash and burn, they get hot. Maybe they don't get hot. Mm. Would you rather them not get hot right now, miss out, or flame out with the wild card game or in the divisional round? Are you you're asking me what I would I rather them like miss the playoffs or just get to the playoffs and then just you know get oh, bounced yeah. out right away, basically? Yeah. Oh, definitely go to the playoffs. Make I mean, the playoffs easily. Yeah. I hate that because I I remember Met fans when they were like. You know, when we were like kind of in it still a few games back, and they were like, Well, I don't want Rojas back, so I'd rather them not make the play. That's so stupid. That's, That's so such stupid. a miserable way to look at stuff. Like, you know, I I I think about like me with the Jets. I don't understand how someone could say, like, oh, I'd rather see my team go five and twelve than make it to the playoffs and lose in the divisional round. Like, do you it know how no miserable sense. it is when you're five and twelve and you're not playing meaningful football the entire season? Like, right. You play to go to the championship, and if you fall short, you fall short. It's just you got as far as you could go. And it's about, you know, obviously you want your team to win every single year, but there's also, when we're talking about baseball now, there's also 30 teams in the league. Like, you're not going to win every year. So while we would like to see that, or we'd like to see at least one championship, it's all about the ride, the journey, and and the the thrill of being a fan. I mean, I want to see my team go as far as I can. Listen, the Yankees haven't won a World Series since I've been like a diehard Yankee fan. I was eight years old when they won in 2009. I really, I, you know, I, I knew five players on the team, whatever. Um, but I still do value recent Yankees postseason moments. Like, of course, it pains me to know that they've fallen short. And obviously with the 2017 with the Astros and just everything like that. But it, it puts a smile on my face every time I see Didi Gregorius hitting that wild card three-run home of run. Of course. Or Greg Bird, yeah, hitting the go-ahead shot against um, Andrew Miller in the ALDS. Like, moments like that are, you know, you remember forever. 
even if your team doesn't go all the way. So, yeah, I would definitely rather see my team go as far as they can go. It's kind of like the argument we were having when we were walking out of the Jet game on Sunday. I was Mm -hmm. like, I said to you, I would rather the Giants have lost like this to the Reds, the football team, than the way they did, the way where the Jets just got blown out. I said, I'd rather lose like that than the way the Giants lost. Mm -hmm. And you said, well, no, I, I disagree. Right. It's, it's the same argument, you know. I, exactly. You I wanna, wish the Mets. Because, because, like I said, with that, yes, the Giants lost in such a heartbreaking fashion, but you were so engaged in that game, and it was exciting. Obviously, it didn't end the way you wanted it to, but I would still rather have that happen than see Zach Wilson throw four interceptions and the Jets are not even competitive in the game. Like, that's just, that's just like, embarrassing and depressing. Now that I'm over it, now that I'm over the loss and not as emotional – I I'm with you. Yeah. But still the, I don't even want to get into it. Uh, (laughs) I I wish the Mets, you know, were competitive every year. You know, one team wins the world series every year and guess what? There is some luck into that. Yes. You have to be built, you know, the right way and you have to have great players, but there is some luck. I mean, everything needs to fall into place. The Mets had some real good luck in 2015 getting to the World Series, yeah. you know, and, and I'm just talking about the Mets as one team. They had luck when they won the World Series. They were the best team in 86, and it wasn't even close. Right. And they should, they probably shouldn't have won that game, that series. Right. So it just, it, there's so much that, that's involved in it. And Very true. Enjoy, the, you're right, exactly. Enjoy the ride. The, the Yankees have consistently had, you know, really good regular seasons, and this is one yeah. of the worst in a while. I'm yep. not counting last season. This is one of the worst in a while. So you're, you're in the race. You're yeah. right there. Let's uh, this is going to, this is going to be real. I, I, I texted you guys before. I was like, I can't wait for this Yankees Red Sox here. I wish my team was in the playoffs, but I love, this might sound so stupid. I love postseason baseball to the oh, point yeah. where I will turn off the football game to watch postseason baseball. Oh, hundred percent. Me too. Well, even when my team's not in it. Right. So I cannot wait for the playoffs to start. Mm. Cannot wait. This would be a baseball podcast. And this has a feel of a playoff series, you know? So, but as long as the Yankees are, as long as the Yankees don't get swept this weekend, every series is going to have the feel of a playoff uh, series. And on top of it, you have the Tampa Bay Rays who are going to have the division clinched, probably the one seed at that point. Are they going to want to play spoiler to somebody? True. How are they going to be, uh, Very you know, true. that last series, right. uh, the last weekend of the year? And, you know, I think it's so important for the Yankees to get this win to open up the series because talk about momentum and talk yeah. about they obviously have their ace going tomorrow. So you want to get off on the right foot, take advantage of Cole being on the mound. You Hopefully, you know, Cole has a good start and they can give him some run support and you, and you win the first game, you put the pressure on the Red Sox. If you don't win that game and the Red Sox losing the series, if you don't win, then yeah, all of a sudden it's like you're in a you're you're pushed into the corner now. You don't have you you wasted your the Garrett Cole start, and you're trying to salvage the series. So I think tomorrow is tomorrow is the most important game the Yankees have played this season. A hundred percent. Yeah, and there's no guy you'd rather have on the mound. A hundred percent. You just got to hope that he can. He had he has a pitch well against Boston. It's yeah. not. There's no shot. There's no surprise. It's not like looking at numbers. Like he has not been good. Right. So it's got to be better. That's that's why that's why you pay him three hundred twenty yep. million dollars to win these games. Yep. 
So I'm very excited for this series. I'm sure you're nervous, but excited. Yes, I am nervous, but you know, if we do win the series, that's uh, I'm going to be a little annoying on Twitter with Red Sox fans, and I'm kind of and, and I, I hope I can be able to do that because that's a lot of fun. You know, I was in I was in Boston for the Mets uh, Mets game on Tuesday night, Mets Red Sox, but the seven line. And I'm sitting behind these Red Sox fans. And you know what? I'm, I'm not an idiot. I know the rivalries. Just like I hate Philadelphia fans because I'm a Mets Giants fan. These people are nonstop about how much they hate the Yankees. Like, it yeah. is just unfreaking believable yep. It's worse than Philly. And it's definitely worse than Philly in New York. Yeah. I don't know about football, but baseball-wise, it's absolutely. Yeah, if, if you watch a Red Sox game at Fenway Park against the Yankees, you, you'll hear a – ton of Yankees suck chance but on the other side a lot of them on a lot of them on Tuesday night are you serious yeah but then if you you know what's funny they started though and then the Met fans get involved right and then like we started that's how you guys get along yeah Yeah. um but (laughs) on the other side in New York you don't hear you know Red Sox suck chance as much because I don't know I guess it's uh you know there are little brothers or something but pea brain they, um, you know, the Red Sox fans have a valid point to, to, to talk some smack because, you know, they, they've been more successful than the Yankees have in the past uh, two decades. So they can, uh, 100%. They can talk a little bit. They're allowed great to. fans, great fans. Oh, I, yeah, the best. A regular Tuesday night, that place was packed. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It was on. I'm like, holy crap! I asked one of the guys behind me. I go, Tuesday night like this. I understand you're in the race, but it's a Tuesday night in September. Yeah, and um, yeah, I cannot stand Red Sox fans, but I, I mean, I'm sure all of them are Patriots fans too. But uh, I, I, I dislike Patriots fans more. I, I guess just because of the 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 recent success with the Patriots and the dynasty and everything like that. But I really like. I just want to punch every Patriots fan in the face sometimes, man. I'll tell you. Right. Right. It's funny because I don't know who I hate more, Eagle or Philly fans. And I yeah. kind of got the vibe that it's it's really 50-50 there in Boston where it's like, you know, half of my life is the Red Sox and half of my life is the Patriots. I'll deal with it, you know, as it comes, as the season comes. Right. In Philadelphia, it is 75 Eagles, 25 Phillies. Like, they love their Phillies but the Eagles are their life. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's split. It's split in Boston. It's right. more, it's more of a baseball town in Boston. It really is. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, you have that, you know, ballpark, you have to, you know, and Boston really has been like title town the past decade or, or more. I mean, with everything. Yeah. The Bruins have won. The Red Sox have won. The Patriots have won. And then the Celtics won. Um, when was the last time the Celtics won? Like 20... Ugh. 2008? Oh, look at that. Yeah, right? It must be 2008. 2008. Yeah, so... Um, but Talk about uh, championships. They've uh, been pretty good and kind of jealous, but... Might, might want to move... Might, might want to pack a bag and go move over there. No, Trump definitely fans. not. Hopefully um, this decade's New York's decade. Uh, we have... Well, Brooklyn Nets and the New York Islanders. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's go over to Philly quickly because Bryce Harper, I think, 
we've we've been looking at this NL MVP race, and it's uh, you know I've said you know it's it's between Harper and Tatis, and then I had said we had both said it was Harper and Soto. It's Harper. Give it to him now. Wrap mm-hmm. it up. It's unbelievable what this guy has done. Uh, I have a stat here for you, and I said to pull it up, but it's a- it's actually like crazy what I'm about to read you. Let me just. Well, I got a podcast to watch later. <laughs> got uh, Eli Manning. Where the? All right, ready. Bryce Harper comes into tonight, so Thursday night, with 94 runs scored, 39 doubles, 33 home runs, and 90 walks. Here are the only outfielders in MLB history to have 100 runs scored, 40 doubles, 30 home runs, and 100 RBIs in a season. Uh, 100 walks in a season, sorry. Babe Ruth, Ted Williams, Barry Bonds, and Bobby Abreu. Bobby Abreu. Wow, <laughs> the only four. So, the did, first, you, the fr- did that get what? picked up on the mic? I a little bit. I you like kind of screamed Christ. like a girl a little bit, so I couldn't really hear uh, it. Ooh. Oh, I heard that. I heard yeah, that, that was the a strong one. Out of there. Oh, let's hope the power stays intact today. Oh boy, a little awkward. Nah, yeah, but Bobby be... Abreu, what the hell? That was a little uh, from left oh, field. That. Hold on. Let me look at that season the Bray you have. Yeah, that's well, an unbelievable, unbelievable company, obviously. Yes, definitely. Um, so if he can, he, I, I listen, I, I think it's him. Yeah, I, so I, you've I. been, you've been on him. Pause. You've been on him. So <laughs> yeah, 100%. You know, and we've talked about Bryce Harper, and I do think he's the MVP, but I actually want to talk about Juan Soto. And just how unbelievably talented this kid is. I mean, we're looking at future, screw future Hall of Famer. That's easy. Like future all century team, this guy, like unbelievably generational talent. One of the greatest, could go down as one of the greatest hitters of all time. I'm not even joking. I almost positive I've been saying that. Okay. Yeah. Here and in person, right? Yeah, and you're, I got you're right. For you're it. the only guy who's who picked up on Juan. Soto. No, yeah. come on. Even when he was no, up yes, there, star, I, yes, I've always been all over yes. this guy. He is just his plate discipline is unbelievable. He has saw a hundred. Shout out to Joe, my brother. He told me this that he has seen a hundred and forty-seven high fastballs this year. Guess how many he's strung at? He's he he's uh, swung at two, zero. That's unbelievable. And one of them has been a strike. One hundred forty-six balls. Can I read you this? Sure. Last two years, one hundred and eighty-eight games, forty home runs, one hundred and twenty-seven RBIs. He's batting three twenty-eight. 472 OPS, 581 slugging. That's you always say one- you always say OPS when you mean to say on base percentage. I do do that, don't I? Yeah. 472 on base percentage. On base percentage, five 581 slugging, 1053 OPS. His OPS plus is 188. Yeah, wait and wait till those slugging numbers go get even higher. So in the most, I'm looking the at most the worst ballpark. I think that's one of the worst ballparks in baseball. No, I, yeah, I don't like Nationals Park. 
I'm looking at Baseball Savant right now. If anyone doesn't know what Baseball Savant is, it's um, a website with a lot of um, good stats about exit velocity, barrel percentage, stuff like that. So Juan Soto is in the 94th percentile this year for average exit velocity, 98th percentile max exit velocity, 94th percentile hard hit percentage, 100th percentile weighted uh, ex-woba, I'm sorry, not Wade X Ex- Woba. Um, yeah, 84th percentile uh, barrel percentage, 100th percentile in walk percentage, 93rd percentile in strikeout percentage, and 100 percentile in chase rate. His plate discipline is unbelievable. And then when he does swing, he is one of the best hitters at barreling up the ball and, you know, hitting it home. That just it's it's unbelievable how professional and talented of a hitter this kid is, and he's only 22 years old. Uh, Jason Stark, he writes for the Athletic. He wrote an article about um, him being the next Ted Williams, and he yeah. got killed for it. But he went through the numbers, and he was like, "This compares to Ted Williams. All these numbers are better than Ted Williams." Yep. And now we're sitting here, and we're like this guy is going to be better than Ted Williams. Like this is going to be one of the greatest players we've ever seen. If I'm the Washington nationals, I do whatever the hell I can to lock this guy up for the rest of his career. Well, that was my next question. If he hit the market tomorrow, what's, what's his number? Um, Trout got 425 and trout. It was older. Yeah. Oh, he's, well, obviously, if you hit the market as a 22-year-old, we're talking about uh, a, he could get a freaking 20-year contract. Um, I think he would, just in terms of average annual value, he would get at least, I think he would get $40 million, to be honest with you. I think That's where you start, I think. Yeah. That's where you start. Yeah. I, think, I think you're looking at like a 12-year. All right. I'm putting you on the spot right here. But I'm sure you've probably asked yourself this question, and I might have asked you before. Um, Acuna, Tatis, Vlad, Soto. You can Soto. one through four rank who you want over the next 10, 20 years, whatever. Soto, Acuna, Soto, Tatis, Acuna, Vlad. That, mm. you know, I agree with the Acuna, Vlad. I still debate a little bit. In a, in, Take injuries aside, I think I might go with Tatis just because of the position he plays. He plays such a premium position and just how he does everything right, Um, although his defense has had a little hiccups. Um, But, man, Soto's bat is just unbelievable. unbelievable. Where did you put Acuna on that list? Three, and I I think he's obviously Yeah, you know. um, It sucks putting him three. I might put him four. Wow, you're putting Vladdy up there. I mean, Vlad could be, you know, look at the year he's having this year. He could have a Miguel Cabrera-esque career. So, but then I again. Wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked with that. Yeah. But then again. Well, I just want to. Acuna could have, you know, a career in the likes of. Whoever, my trap. My trap. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I just want to pull up their numbers like side by side what they've done. Oh, 
It's close. Yeah. Do you we, think what the Cunha is? He plays. Is he playing? He was playing center for them now. Yes. Yeah, he was. I think they originally I, planned for Pache to play center, but he was so bad that he's not. Right. Yeah. I'm. I'm going to stick with the Cunha there. Five tool okay. player. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't think we've ever seen this before, right? The thing, the only thing that reminds me of it was when Trout and Harper were coming up. But it's two guys, four guys who are twenty-two or younger, um, and they all are, you know, already winning awards. And we could see Soto and Vlad and uh, Vlad as the two MVPs. It's really it's, um, um, you really have to appreciate what's going on here. And it's so nice. The two of them are my favorite teams division. It's great. Mm. Um, yeah, well, we got Vlad, so but yeah, have fun. We, we got to deal with these two idiots. Um, all right, where where are we going? Ale Cy Young race is disgusting. It is. I mean, the fact that Cole hasn't locked this up. And then Ray has a chance to lock it up last week, and he, you know, shits the bed. I mean, come on. Yeah. Can somebody take control of it, please? It's gonna. It's really gonna. That's gonna come down to the last week too. Just like the wild cards, the the Cy Young race is gonna come down to it too. Yeah. I mean, I think. I don't know. Ray might have it right now. If I'm being honest, I think he does right now. His connection keeps getting choppy. Um, but yeah, Cole lost a lot of numbers. I don't know if it's the connection or if it's my AirPods. Oh no, no it's, it's, connection. it's the connection because you'll, your video, you know, lags. Am I on my good Wi-Fi? I'm not, I'm not on my good Wi-Fi. No, well, there you go. Well, switch to your good Wi-Fi when we go to break. We will. Uh, what else was there? Oh, there's this picture of. The uh, the why am I the Dodgers, uh, Scherzer, Urias, Kershaw, and Bueller are all in like biker gang gear. It's actually hilarious. <laughs> like it's hysterical. You got to let me see. If, look it up. It, I, it was just posted. Um, what do you think if the Dodgers and the Giants face off in the NLDS? What do you honestly think is going to happen in that series? You know what's funny? I'm looking – I hate this to just switch the team for a second. I look at the Cardinals, and I'm like, the Cardinals do everything right. You know, their, their bullpen's been solid. They have the one starter that can win that wild card game, Wayne Wright, and they play great defense, and they're great situational hitting. So the, And then – and I think they can upset that team in the wild card game. And it's funny because I'm like, well, that's the Giants just a little better. I don't know. I, I'm just going to go based on talent and experience. I'm going to say the Dodgers. Right. Um, and obviously, they'll have home field, which gives them an advantage. But, yeah, Wainwright's had a fantastic season. Um, what's going on with Jack Flaherty's health? I, I don't think he's pitched. Yeah, he hasn't. Um, I don't know if he's going to be returning anytime soon. I doubt it. But that's a tough blow for them. But, yeah, you're right. The Cardinals are – I mean, they're the hottest team in baseball right now. They've won 12 in a row. Talk about getting hot at the right time. Um, and they've had some really nice stories this year. Obviously, 
you just said Wainwright um, in his age 40 season is pitching like he's 26 right now. Um, and on the offensive side, Tyler O'Neill has Tyler O'Neill has emerged as this team's one of their best hitters. I mean, he leads the team in a couple categories. He leads them in OPS. Um, Arenado's had a nice year for them. OPS is a little low, but he he's driven in a hundred guys. Um, got 33 homers. And Paul Goldschmidt's had a good year. His OPS is about 870. So he's had a very, very good year, yeah. uh, Goldschmidt, especially yeah. of late. So um they've had they've had a good season. Um the bullpen is is great, like you said. Gallegos is great. Alex Reyes has had a fantastic season. He's their closer. Um so I I I think the Cardinals could pull off a possible upset, but man, but I'm, Dodgers, so, I'm sorry. I went away from your question now. Yeah. But the Dodgers think, or the Giants, if one of them advance, they're going to play each other, whoever does. So what do you think happens? Yeah, I'm going to say – I'm going to go Dodgers. Yeah. I think when you can throw Scherzer twice. Yes. He's the best pitcher on the planet but right now, in my opinion. I think – their rotation is so good, the Dodgers, that I think they could deal with this. But if they do make the wild card, now you lose Scherzer for – one of the starts in the DX, right, you know, not. he doesn't start till game three, but, um, right. so you got Bueller twice. Yeah. I mean, the giants have played the Dodgers well all season long. Like they won know, the it, season series. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people, when we talk about the giants, usually when you think about a surprise team, a lot of people like to think about like the pitching staff, but their offense has been unbelievable this year. The giants, they lead the, the majors, I believe in home runs. Um, yeah, and and you know this whole stigma about uh, the whole striking out thing, and like people wanted to talk about the Yankees from the past couple of years and be like, oh, you strike out too much, you hit for too much power, this and that. The um, the Giants and the Rays are both on the, in the bottom half of the league in strikeout percentage, and they're both in the top of the league in home run percentage, and they're both going to be. It's not guaranteed for the Giants, but they're both going to be number one seeds in each league. So you're saying the, the the Giants strike out the most the Giants strike out a lot and they hit a lot of home runs. They can win you games in the regular season, but we've seen it in the postseason where it doesn't translate. It does it doesn't work in the they can prove it wrong. Both of those teams can prove it wrong. I did not know that they I didn't know the Rays were like that. I knew the Giants led the league in home runs. I didn't know the Rays were like that. Right. I but mean, we'll see. We've seen um, it happen. The, I've seen it happen too many times with teams like that. The, the Giants are second in the MLB in home runs. They lead the NL in home runs. Um, the Rays are sixth in the MLB, um, third in the AL in home runs. And then, yeah, when you look at the strikeouts, the Rays are third in baseball and strikeouts, and the Giants are seventh. So interesting. Yeah. Might have to change my World Series pick there. <laughs> really? What is your World Series pick? I was going to have a rematch. Didn't you say Brewers White? Remember you said Brewers White Sox like two months let's ago? Talk about, let's talk about the White Sox. I yeah. wanted to bring them up. Yeah. I, that that statistic I sent you guys um, the other day is something else. I'm pulling up right now. Oh, all my pictures from Fenway Park. Oh, my God. It's in the middle of this. Here it is. AL Central standing since June 14th. The Detroit Tigers, 48 and 39. And second, the White Sox, 44 and 42. There you go. 
yeah, I mean, uh, I had the White Sox in like, what was that, late July, early June? I was like, White Sox, Brewers. Yeah, Dodgers, Dodgers, Rays. Maybe, maybe the Brewers. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if the Brew Crew snuck in there. Hmm. They got the pitching to do it. Burns, yep. Woodruff, Peralta definitely slowed down. Yes. He got hurt, I think. And, but they got, they got guys, man. They got relievers everywhere. They got, they just pull pitchers out of their ass. <laughs> What's his name? Freddie. What? Freddie Peralta. Yes. He doesn't have many innings, but he's got two six five ERA. No. No one fifty nine ERA plus. What's mm-hmm. uh? He's based. Anything else in baseball? Are the Cardinals basically wrapping up this wild card? It's done. Who's gonna, who's gonna jump them here? Yeah, four and a half back the Phillies are. And you know that's and, you're gonna you're gonna say you don't give a crap, but um. I, I I was rooting for the Phillies a little. I wanted to see them get in, um, but the Phillies are two games back of the Braves. They're right there. Doesn't look like. Oh crap! You're right. They're I forgot right about the poverty NL East. That that's right. still, they're... you know, up in the air. The Braves are poverty. The fact that it's September 23rd, we have less than 10 games to go, and um, the Atlanta Braves are still not guaranteed an above 500 record, and they're leading the NL East. Just proves how poverty this division is. Yeah, this I hate the Phillies so much, but I'll say this: they're a better story. Like they're more fun and yeah. they're more interesting than the Braves. Yeah. So, just for our sake, I'm gonna not rooting for them, but if I had to pick a team to win the division, I'd probably go Phils. That'd right. be interesting. Okay, who is? Oh, just real quick before I get to this um, about the White Sox. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not loving the White Sox. Um, about a month or a month and a half ago, I was already saying this because the weakness you were. Of that, you were you were on that. The weakness of that division, they're above 500 record. I, I'm I'm really just not loving. They're they are a good team on paper, but their starting pitching starting to fizzle out a little bit, which is concerning. And Aloy Jimenez hasn't really been as good as they would hope coming off um, injury. And I, I I just don't see that team getting far into the postseason. Um, what would you call the biggest surprise of the MLB season in terms of success? Not a team that sucked and we didn't expect it. Um, a team that has obviously had a successful season. And I want you, I know there might be a couple obvious answers that come to mind, but I want you to really think about it and let me know what you think. Who has been the biggest surprise? I thought the Giants would be better than people thought. Obviously not this good, and I didn't think they'd make the playoffs. But I always said, beginning of the year, you can go back and listen to the tape. I didn't think – I thought they'd sit around 500. Right. Two teams come to mind. One of them being the Red Sox. I'm genuinely shocked by that. Still am. But I know where you're going with this. The Mariners. Yeah. The yeah. Mariners are the team. I'm like, what the hell? Like, how do they have 83 wins? Right I, I I agree with you with the Giants. I think everybody would. Um, I saw the Giants as, you know, a 500 team, maybe, you know, 85 wins if they right. everything really went well. I would never have saw a 100-plus win season coming out of them. Um, the Brewers. Uh, the Brewers, I mean, yes. I thought the Brewers um, – 
I ought to be honest with you. I thought the Brewers were at the most, the third best team in this division going into the season. Um, I, I didn't like the Brewers. And um, you know, the, 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 the offense was just not great. I, I wasn't, you know, there were so many question marks in that rotation and obviously we know how fantastic that's turned out, but um, yeah, the Seattle Mariners, I mean, and it, they still have a negative 53 run differential, which is crazy. But the fact that this team has 84 is 84 wins. They're still looking, in the hunt for the wild card. They're two games back of the wild card. They're I'm looking at the predictions. Great baseball. I'm looking at the predictions now. I, I guess I did. I, I don't know why I thought this about the Giants. I had the Giants at 78 wins. Mm. I had the Brewers at 83. I had the Nationals at 85. I thought they would be the closest wow. teams in the wild card in the wow. NL East, not the Phillies. And, you know, it, it's refreshing to see this because I feel like in baseball the past couple of years, we haven't really had a lot of parity. Um, it's been, you know, some teams were like the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Astros and, and the Red Sox or whoever were always at the top. And, you know, we, we kind of knew how the standings were going to end up. But, yeah, um, I mean, the division winners, I, uh, uh, how many, uh, we'll just go through the divisions. Um, the Yankees were probably the favorite in the East, although the Rays aren't like a crazy surprise. They obviously went to the World Series last year. Um, but, you know, with the loss of Snell and Morton, we didn't think they were going to be as good, um, but they obviously proved that wrong. Um, the White Sox, that's no surprise. And the Astros, that's no surprise. But then you go over the NL. Um, Milwaukee. And then obviously the biggest surprise of them all is San Francisco. Right. And I think the most disappointing team this season, um, I think this one's an easy one. The San Diego Padres have definitely been the most disappointing team. I mean, come on. 77-75. We talked to the other day. I mean, first of all, they're 21 and a half games out of the NL West, but – you know, obviously when the team in first place has 99 wins and the season's not even over yet, you're going to be far behind, (laughs) but, um, yeah, we're talking world series with this team and Blake Snell has been terrible. You Darvish has been God awful. And did you see that? Like his stats ever since that, uh, substance thing came out where they were cracking down on, on illegal substances, his ERA is like seven since that happened. So it's a little fishy. I could definitely – he's a high strikeout guy. I could definitely see that being a factor. You made a TikTok about Walker. I mean, that kind of, like, fits the timeline a little yeah. after. I don't know. It was a lot after because he was pitching very well, like, literally up until the All-Star break. Right. But honestly, some know. of some of Walker's advanced metrics kind of were showing that he was, like, very lucky the first half and i think it no, kind of came back to bite him i always said that yeah i i would watch his games and i'm like wow that ball is you know hard. i remember you saying that you were like the amount of times you felt you saw him give up like a warning track fly yes. or something yeah the ball just i guess it flew out the second half right he did he was so susceptible to that fly, that long fly the fly balls just in general and i'm like yep. they're not getting out so let him stay that way but, hey maybe they uh juice the ball at the end who knows? Maybe. People say the ball was juiced at uh, Field of Dreams. They were really flying out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I could see it doing that. Baseball would do that. They're flying out of City Field, too. Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, Subway series, little two yeah. best series of the year, and you know the ball's flying out. Maybe yeah. a little investigation there. Listen, John Boy, where you're at? We're headed into the the prime of of sports here. I mean, yeah. we're already yeah. you know it's so fun to talk about baseball and football all episode, but um, yeah, we're we're getting into the we're going to be in the middle of the NFL season and then postseason baseball, and then you know next thing you know the NBA is coming around and the NHL or whatever and um. You know, we're such big hockey guys, obviously. Right. Big um, hockey guys. And, uh, yeah, the NASCAR playoffs. No, I'm kidding. Right. Um, huge. But, um, yeah, I'm so, I, I really am so excited. I, I'm nervous, obviously, as a Yankee fan, but as a, a baseball fan, I'm just so amped to see what happens. And um, I'm glad my team's not competing in the NL because I think the NL is so much more interesting than the AL. Um. Although both are interesting, but um, just, I really just want to see what happens with the Giants. And and now the Cardinals are this new uh, team added to the mix, and let's see how far they can go. So looking forward to it. Don't sleep on my brew crew there. Um, yeah, obviously the Brewers. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to get to some football. We're going to re- go over our picks from last week. Mm. Big Stop lead it. there for somebody. Mm. And, uh Yeah. Big NFL week, so we'll get we'll get to that when we come back. The SND Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at SNDpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Here we go. Episode 35, the Hardline Sports Talk. We are back. So I was in Boston. The third time mentioning it now. It was unbelievable, <laughs> but third time mentioning it. Yeah. Um, I was in Boston over the week and I put on I'm a I'm a sports radio nerd. So of course, when we when we first got into Massachusetts, I was like, oh, you gotta turn the music off. We gotta put on, you know, 98.5 the sports hub. But throw it on. And you listen, the Red Sox in a big time pennant race. Patriots just won a game. Yep. They're going to be competing for the playoffs. They got their rookie quarterback. And the topic on the radio station is Tom Brady. It's still Tom Brady. They're obsessed. And I, you know, listen to this. So I turn it on. I start listening. I'm like, all right. And he goes, I'm genuinely worried that Tom Brady is going to win like two or three more Super Bowls in Tampa and completely forget about us. To the point where he just like doesn't even acknowledge the fact that he was ever a New England Patriot. Where he like goes, I guess, goes in as a buck and, you know, he does his retirement and his, you know, Jersey retirements as a buck and doesn't want to come back to the Patriots. I'm like, this is what this is what you're talking about. Yeah, this is what you're worried about. That's I just found it funny. And listen, it doesn't help the fact, honestly, that Tom Brady's dad likes to call into the radio station and and take jabs at them because he has. He really? said when I the didn't schedule came that. out. Yeah, when the schedule came out, he said something about them, you know, coming into New England and you know staying undefeated. Like say, saying, oh, we'll be four and zero after we leave because they're playing. They're, and there's going to be a lot of talk about it. You're going to nonstop hear about it next week. How about they worry about LA this week? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, Tom Brady's dead. You're right. Yeah. But I'm but I'm just saying it's gonna be nonstop talk about Brady and, and I mean going that's back a, to Tampa. That's like, you know, your ex-girlfriend dumping you and it's it's you, you just can't get over it. Right. I mean, 
but it's both sides. Like Brady's dad's going back at them. And now I have this for you. It's perfect timing. I screenshotted it before we started. Alex Guerrero, his trainer, it comes out today and says, Tom Brady's trainer, you can't treat somebody like he who's in his 40s like they're in there. He's tw- like he's 20. Basically, it doesn't work. And Guerrero was talking about Belichick, how he didn't, you know, I guess, respect Brady or he, he treated Brady like he was some rookie that still had to compete when he was late 30s, early, you know, early 40s. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's just so, so annoying, much drama. Man. You're going to nonstop hear about it for a week. And the, it's cool to see, but it gets annoying. You know, like, it's like, oh, this is funny. This is interesting. And it's like, but right. it's annoying to a point. We've already had all this drama already. It's over with. Who cares anymore? Like, just move on. Worry about Mac Jones now and how good Mac Jones is going to be. Enough with Tom Brady. You won freaking six Super Bowls with the guy. It's over. Yeah, I thought thought you'd like that. You know, you're Patriot fans. And you know know who are the biggest frauds on the planet? Those Patriots fans? Yes. That are now like Bucks fans because they're like, Oh, I just love Brady so much. Like now I'm a Bucks fan. Like sellouts. No, the P- you're a Patriots the, fan. The Patriot fans that were, like you said, buying his jersey, rooting for him as if, and I said this to one of the Red Sox fans at the game. I said, the fact that some Patriot fans thought that they were part of this Super Bowl, that they were part of this run, I was like, I am shocked by the fact that you guys who are loyal fans, good fans, are selling yourselves out for this guy like right. this. I was like, I'm, I'm shocked. It's ridiculous. Because that's what, it's, that's it's what it was. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it was selling it. They sold out for this guy yeah. on a different team. He flat left you. He flat left you. And you're rooting this guy for yeah. this guy like you are. So, I don't know. I just I, I thought that was interesting. And it's, again, nonstop talking about it for the next week, week four. It's the hottest ticket, you know, I think, in the country right now. It, it's, it's, it's as expensive as a Super Bowl to be in Foxborough week four. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously going to be a, a highly anticipated game. It's the biggest return. It's like LeBron going back to Cleveland, but like. Bigger. I think it's bigger than LeBron going oh, back definitely. to Cleveland. Oh, definitely. 100% bigger. At least, like, LeBron be. went to Cleveland. He never won a championship when he went back to Cleveland with the Heat. But right. Brady, you know, and he, he also played f- four years, five years for the Cavs, whatever the hell he did. Um, Actually, no, it was more than that. Sorry, what the hell am I talking about? It was like, what did he get drafted? 2003, and he left in like 2010. Four. So like, yeah, something like yeah, that. seven years, whatever. Um, but Brady, guy played freaking 20 seasons with the Patriots, won six Super Bowls. So uh, yeah, it's definitely bigger. I am. Uh, that game is like you just got to be. Gl- you got to be glued to the TV Sunday night next next week. Uh, you got some great games this weekend. And we're going to make our picks on our TikTok again. You'll see those. I will post them on our socials. But And these games are insane this week, really. A lot of great division games, a lot of great, you know, out-of-conference games, a lot of great in-conference games, just like the Bucks are playing the Rams. And yet I'm just like, I'm so looking forward to that game next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, that's going to be a really good game. Yeah. Bucks have you know, two really good games coming up. Bucks are interesting. I'm... I'm excited to see how he, Brady's look great. I'm excited to see how he looks against um, the Rams here. I think the story of the Bucks is how about Gronk? I think yeah. 
the Brady Gronk connection might be back. It really might. And I know it's only two games into the season, but he it, their chemistry looks really good. Gronk has four touchdowns through two games. Um, he he doesn't. It's not like he's you know five for fifty on the season with two touchdowns. He's got he's getting a lot of targets. He's getting yards. So it, it it's always be been bad. about health with him. If he was healthy yeah. and on the field, he was one of the best players yeah. on the field. And how about his little uh, Monday Night Football thing with Eli and uh, Peyton? And he's saying like that was actually really funny. He's like, yeah, I don't really funny. I don't really watch <laughs> film. I just asked Tom like who's guarding me. He asked Tom, what coverage, what coverage are they in and who's guarding me? That right. was hilarious. Right. Yeah, that's listen, good. you get you get Gronk uh, unfiltered. That's that's something. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, really. What did you watch any of the Eli Payton? You, you were watching I did. the crowd. I did. Oh, okay, you did watch it. What yes. did you think? Um, it was it was pretty good. Um, I think Peyton's obviously the a little more of like the animated one, but Eli was funny too. Um I wouldn't watch a, a, I didn't watch the whole game like that. I, I, I couldn't, it was funny in glimpses, but um, wasn't bad with a terrible game. Like last night, I mean, excuse me, Monday night. Mm-hmm. I think it's perfect. Yeah. But when you got a good game on and, and if my team was even playing, actually, I don't know. Cause Eli and Peyton with the giants would be kind of funny, but if it was a good game on, I, I wouldn't watch it. Mm-hmm. I'd want the normal broadcast. And that, but <sighs> That normal broadcast ain't much better. And no, it's terrible. Is it? Is it Lewis Riddick that's in the booth? It's Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, and Brian Grease. Lewis Riddick, I was actually like, I kind of liked him when he would be on like NFL Network or wherever he would be, a like, regular analyst, providing insight as an analyst. Yeah, as a commentator, he is terrible. I mean, you don't like him? There were no, I don't. I can't stand him. I can't stand all of them. Uh, who was it? Tessitore, you said? No, Steve Levy and Brian Grace. Steve Levy and Brian. Yeah, all of them, I think, suck. Here's the problem. Steve Levy doesn't have the big game voice. Right. I th- When I listen to Steve Levy, I think I'm watching a 10 o'clock college football game. Right. When I listen to Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, even in a game like tonight where you got the Panthers and the Texans, I, you know, if I'm not looking at the game and I just, like I was at Miller's and I hear it on the speakers, I'm like, oh, sounds like a big game. Yeah. Sounds like something interesting. To Mike Tarico and John Gruden uh, was the heyday. And I don't, obviously John Gruden, we're not getting that anytime soon. But they let, they let Mike Tarico walk ESPN for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. They let him walk to NBC and he does. And Mike Tarico does a great job with NBC. He does. Did you see the lightning just now? No. Oh my God. It was, I saw it through I was my looking down on my phone. Oh, you missed a big lightning strike through the you saw it. I watched the replay. My, uh, window. Yeah. Um no, but they let Tariq go walk for nothing and he's doing oh my god. Did you hear that? No. No. Something like an explosion out there. <laughs> um I'm getting scared now. I'm alone downstairs. So. Aw. Gonna go run up to mommy and daddy. Yeah, I go bed. run in the bed. <laughs> um Blue Jays lost, by the way. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Full game up now. Full game up. And you got a chance to uh, go with game, two games up on them. Yeah. You know, we're, we're talking about just heading back to baseball real quick. We're talking about the, the Yankees and the Red Sox series, but how about Rangers-Orioles? Oh, God. Let's go, baby. 
55 and 98 versus 49 and 104. Orioles imagine, win first game of the series. Imagine interrupting an intellectual football talk, <laughs> football talk to talk about the Orioles and the Rangers playing. Mm. No, please. Um, where, where, where were we? Oh, we're talking about NBC. Rico, yeah, NBC. Yeah. I, where were we before that? Oh, we talked about Peyton Eli. Yeah. I like I like Peyton and Eli. I don't know. It's uh, you know I, I got a soft spot for my boy. So how about Arch Manning? That kid's gonna be a stud. This is interesting. He said he apparently told his friend that he loved Georgia, mm. but him him and Lane Kiffin have like this little thing going at Ole Miss, and now the next stop he's going to, he's going to visit Alabama, and they're playing Ole Miss. So I, I don't know. This is gonna Jesus be something. Christ. Oh my God! You go follow uh, his uncle. Must, must be nice being him. Yeah, really. He gets to just do whatever the hell he wants. Whose son? He's Cooper's son. He's yeah. How funny! That's is so that? funny. He's, like, what are the odds yeah. that Cooper didn't do crap? I mean, Eli's got Eli's got young kids, so it's not It's definitely not um, Eli's time yet. But right, yeah, right. Like Peyton, God forbid, Peyton popped yeah, down. Talk the about the out. talent tree in that family, though. I mean, Jesus, how many quarterbacks can they pump out? Cooper played, and I don't know if this is like fake or not, but I think Cooper was like a really good wide receiver and got hurt. Oh, really? I don't know. I don't know. It was a while ago. I don't even know how true it is, but I I remember seeing that. Um. All right, you want to go over the picks? Yeah. Do you want to go over the picks? Yeah. You know, this week wasn't so bad for me. I mean, it could have been better. Um, we'll go game by game. Um, Steelers Raiders. I had minus. We'll keep this quick. I had minus six and a half for the Steelers. I took the L on that. Raiders cock, not only covered, but won. What about you? Yeah, I had the uh, had the Raiders plus six. Uh, excuse me. I had the, I had the Raiders plus six and a half. Sorry. Okay. You did? I thought you had the Steelers. All right. This is what happened. You, you want me to? I could change it if you want. So I said Raiders. Like, if you go back in the video – I said Raiders, and then I was when I was making picks on the way oh, no, to the no, game. No, no, no. Yeah, remember, not, I said that's not how actually, this works. I actually said I like the Steelers minus six. Right. So which yeah. one do you want to give me? The that's one I said in the video. Works, do you want the one I said in the video or the one yeah, I said? The one in you person? said in the video. That, that okay, that, then I got it right. Raiders plus six and a half. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, I'll give that to you, but yeah, you just whatever you say in the video is. That's, Never that's bet on the Steelers. Never bet on the Steelers. Yeah, I know. Um, it's on. Well, we're not betting, right? But I'm just saying, don't do it. Yeah. Um, Chicago minus one and a half. I got that correct. I, I did not. I had I had the Bengals. Uh, don't don't yeah. bet on the Bengals either because uh, yeah, that offense. Then Houston plus thirteen and a half. That hit for me. I had that as well. Um, another L. I had Rams minus three and a half. They won by uh, three. You're, you're casual. Okay. Yeah. The um, the so I read this stat before the game. This um, I know we're trying to keep this quick, but I don't want to. Home teams that finished zero and one, and lost when we that finished that started zero and one, were playing at home again, and lost by six or less cover the spread like 65% of the time. Play the numbers there. Look at you with your numbers. Um, Bills, Dolphins. I had 
this is, I mean, Dolphins are fantastic. <laughs> um, and, you know, some Dolphins fans are going to be like, oh, but Tua got hurt. No. I don't care, I don't care no. Tua was perfectly healthy. They lost by 35 points. Um, and, you know, Josh Allen, though, like, he's still not looking phenomenal, like, the way we would expect him to look. Man, don't, don't worry um, about Josh Allen. He'll be, this Josh was like be good. A, this was like a weird blowout to me. Like, the Bills didn't really look like they were, like, playing, like, dominant football, but they won 35 nothing. So. Listen, Allen needs a big week. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. Allen um, needs a big week. So, yeah, that wrong for me. I, this, had the, I had the Bills. This, I mean, this is just hometown, uh, home team, you know, bias out of me with the Jets plus six idiot that I am. Um, I know you took the Patriots. Yeah, smartly. Um, Eagles minus. Oh, you two. just missed another massive lightning strike. Uh, That's San Francisco minus three. That hit for me. I took uh, the Eagles there. I, li- oh. I like the. Uh, yeah, I like the Eagles. Should have won. Nick Sirianni's an idiot. Oh, here we go. Um, New Orleans minus three and a half. L for me. Oh, I'm not feeling the Jameis train. Jameis looked like Jameis last week. Yeah. How about I had the Panthers three and zero now after tonight's win? Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, easy, schedule, easy, easy schedule to start the year. Yeah, I mean, yeah your boys and Arnold. <laughs> the Saints win is nice, but Jets and Texans, you know, both at home too. Or actually, no, oh. Texans were on the road. Sorry, Texans were on the road. Yeah. Um, Jaguars, Broncos. I had Denver minus five and a half. That hit. As did I. Cardinals, Vikings. My quote lock of the week. I got it wrong. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate Car- it. Cardinals minus three and a half. Cardinals won by uh, one point. Should have lost, but the, yes. the Vikings have a nice history of idiotic kickers. Greg Joseph. Yep. Who the week before had a game-tying field goal to go into overtime, yep. and then this is the game winner. Who did you pick in this? I had I took the Cardinals. Mm. Another lightning shot. Um, Buccaneers, Falcons. I had the Bucks minus 12 and a half. That hit. Uh, as did I. Um, Cowboys at Chargers. I had Dallas plus three. That also hit. Yeah, that was my lock of the week. Um, killer. I, I, the Chargers had opportunities in this game. We talked about it on Monday. How um, just they lost the game. That's all. That's it. Um, then Titans at Seahawks. I had Titans plus six and a half. Another hit. Yeah, I had that too. Uh, Derrick Henry looked like a beast. Um, Chiefs at Ravens, Kansas City minus three and a half. That's an L for me. Yeah, this was the biggest shock. And Vegas, Vegas likes to play with their lines, and they yeah. kept it at three and a half. And it was almost like reverse line movement where they were baiting people to take that three and a half. Right. And everybody did, and they somehow won. Like they they hit big, big on the Ravens. Um, right winner. Yeah, and then finally, Lions at Packers. This looked like an easy cover for the Lions at halftime. Um, I, yeah. I took the Lions plus 12 and a half, and they end up not covering. Yeah, I took the pack, um, you know, pretty easy. No. Did you, so, the, is everybody seen now basically that better that had the 16-leg parlay and his last Idiot. game? What? Idiot that he didn't cash out that ticket. Well, it, there was no – listen to me explain it. So, the, the guy had the 16 leg. He hit first 15, and then he needed the Lions in the Monday night game. 
to, so twenty five dollars to win seven hundred twenty thousand, and the Lions obviously lost. So it was a free promotional twenty five dollars. So there was no cash out option. Uh, but what they did, and I, I want to find the sports book because they deserve a lot of credit and they're geniuses. They gave him a cash. They ended up giving him one hundred thirty thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars. How come? What was that? What did you say? How come? Did they say why? Uh, they were like, you hit 15 out of 15. There was no cash out option because it was a promotional bet. So we're right. going to reward you for what you did. Wow. That's actually very nice. Um, all right. So seven and eight on the week for me, which isn't great. But when you look at my week one, that's a nice improvement considering I was four and 11 week one. So, you know, we can only go up from here. Um, that brings my total to 11 and 19 on the season. I'm chasing behind you, but uh, there's a lot of a lot of football left. So a lot of football left. I'm 17 and 13 here. So uh, feeling feeling good. What, how many games am I in the lead here? Uh, you're six wins ahead of me. So mm-hmm. we well, hold are on one going... second. That was BetMGM, by the way, that did that for the guy. Oh, okay. They deserve a shout out. Um. So we are going to announce our picks. Every week on TikTok now, um, we've been exercising the TikTok, uh, just posted another TikTok today. So that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, TikTok's a nice and, uh, nice and easy, good way to connect with you guys. So look out for that um, every week. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for our picks. Our picks will be out, the well, tomorrow for us, but today when you Bef- guys are listening to it. Before Sunday. Yes, before Sunday. If you're not following the TikTok, you're a loser. Oh, okay. Well, there's no reason to say that, but yeah, no, I'm I'm saying that. Okay. And if you don't um, have a TikTok, get one. Okay. Um, all right. Um, we just gotta talk a little football this weekend, and uh that's about it. Yeah, can we start with the Giants here? We haven't talked about them in a while because they did play Thursday night. Listen, no drama's over, right? Galladay thing done. Yep. Yelling at Jason Garrett. They love each other, apparently. They're good. They go have a make-out session. Kiss, yeah, kiss, please. Exactly. Kadarius Tony, he's an absolute clown. Moron. Like, actual moron. Doesn't know how to speak. I don't care. <laughs> okay, I, I don't care. He's a rapper. He, his name's Young Joker. Young Joker. That's his rap name. Anyway, Young Joker, I don't care what you have to say. You sh- your, your social media should probably be deleted. And you should probably not be able to speak to the media ever again. Oh Just God. play football, catch the ball, right. be the human joystick that everybody says you are, and that's it. Yeah, return okay, no the punts, more. whatever the hell. Whatever We're they punt dr- returners in the first round now. No, they, they literally like he has more bad run-ins with the media than he already than he does like catches or yards. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Doesn't he have so, like negative three yards on the season or yeah, something? Negative, negative two yards. Something. Oh, like good. good. Keep it going. Yeah, we, um, we have more yards than Kadarius Tony. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, listen, feeling good about this week. Feeling really good about this week, my New York Giants. I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win big. I think this is going to be a confidence booster for not only the fans, but for Danny Jones, who's looked really good so far. And the one of the biggest things is Saquon Barkley because their defense is just god awful, and Saquon needs to start running like he used to. And this would be a big time, you know, just 
moment, momentum. You know, he, 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 all right, he played better. He played more snaps Thursday night. He's got a week and a half off now. Let's keep it going. Let's get him more right. snaps. Let him look like himself. Let him, you know, run off some big plays. Come on, let's get him going. Yeah. And and listen, when when Daniel Jones runs the ball, when they get him in running situations, he's more comfortable throwing the ball because then the defense actually has to worry about him and they can't rush as many guys. Right. So Jason Garrett, keep running him. Looks like you got a recipe here. No huddle offense, run him, run him, and tire him out. I'm excited. Yeah, um, I think this is a, a win for the Giants this weekend. This Falcons team is not very good. Um, and, yeah, I, I think it all starts, obviously, if Jones has a good game. I think Saquon's extremely important. Um, Nick Gates, that's that's a, a, a terrible injury um, for the guy. I mean, it could be a career ender. So That's not good. Hopefully, um, he's still in the hospital. Hopefully everything works out for him. You, you'd really hate to see that. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the Giants this weekend. Um, I don't know about winning big. I mean, it can happen. That Falcons defense is horrible. Um, Eli Ring of Honor game, you uh, know, got to show out for him. Emotional. Um, and, and let's see how Daniel Jones plays. I, I told you how I felt last week. Tearing yeah. up. Oh, he's going to cry. Feeling good about my quarterback. Yeah, for the first time in a while, feeling good about a quarterback on my team. So okay, hopefully, hopefully I'm not getting my hopes up and I'm not like idiotic. And he's actually like looks good and he's actually good. So let's, right. let's see, let's see. But yeah, listen, Saquon Barkley, gold jacket player. You know they actually compared him to a, like one of the best draft picks like ever. And Lawrence Taylor was a draft pick. Like they were like he's that good. He's not. I mean, listen, the talent the, before he got hurt his rookie year, he 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 had a fantastic rookie season. What do you have? Two thousand yards, all purpose. His stats are deceiving now because, yes, he has his. He'll have the numbers in his first couple of years, but that's because he breaks off like a big run of game, right? Like consistently, you know, he he and you could blame it on the offensive line as much as you want, but if you're a gold jacket player gold jacket player in quotation marks right. you're beating that you're right. be, you whatever the circumstances are you're better than that so i don't i don't know but i just need to see improvement yeah and That's joe it. judge needs to have a good week definitely jason garrett needs to have a good week joe judge needs to have a good week garrett had a good week you gotta continue that though mm-hmm. got yeah, my giants play- out here the my play- favorite <laughs> hat ever the play calling was good um, in the Washington series. I mean, they they put up points. They probably should have put up another uh, touchdown. Forty. Darius Slayton dropped the touchdown. But and you that know, that holding call after looking at it again, that was a bogus holding call. That was on a hold. At certain points, that um, you know, they were they were ripping off like ten yard passes. It seemed like every play. So, thought the play calling was good. They got they got something going, so they got to continue mm-hmm. it. I think the no huddle, as much as we want to make fun of Joe Judge running his team, his offensive line was not gassed in that game. Right. And it looked like the Washington football team defensive line was. That's a great defense. Yeah. That's a top five defense. And they gashed them. Right. So no huddle works. Let's go. Keep it going. Keep yep. the tempo. Put 40 up for Eli. Oh. I don't know about that. For Easy E, the boy. Easy E, nice. Favorite athlete ever. Lego. 
character. How about the Jets going into uh, Denver? How are we feeling? Uh, hopefully <laughs> Zach Wilson doesn't throw four interceptions again. That'd be nice. Um, I mean, listen, the bar is not that high. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You hope to see improvements. Uh, the defense has played very well for the Jets so far. They, they actually, through two weeks, they have, I think, a top 10 defense in the NFL. So wow. that's okay. nice. Um, but let's see how uh, Zach Wilson plays. Let's see. I want to see. I'm looking forward to Michael Carter this week. He had a nice week last week. So hopefully um, he, he keeps improving on that. Um, but yeah, I'm not obviously not going into this game expecting a Jets win. Uh, they are on the road in Denver. Denver's off to a two and off start. They have a great defense. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's off to a very good start. So yeah, not feeling super confident. But Michael Carter's available in the uh, Leonardo's league if you want him. Really? Nah. Yeah, I almost added him before, but I don't need an RB. No, 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 I don't really need an RB either. Um, yeah, good defense for the uh for the broncos and they're underrated uh I, I thought they were underrated going into the game against the giants so they were underrated going into the season right i don't think they're a 2-0 team but i think they're a team that can uh, you know sit here and compete for a playoff spot mm-hmm. i'm not saying they're gonna make it the schedule has been light so far they can make it pretty lucky though. with three games, but yeah, they can make some noise. I wouldn't be shocked. And Hey, if it keeps going on with um, Denver and Las Vegas, you know, they've been off to two really good starts that, that division, the AOS and the NL AL West, the yeah, AFC yeah. West and the NFC West could be the two best divisions in football. Well, what the chiefs or the chargers are going to be one and two. Yeah. They're I think the Chiefs have a little more to worry about than we think. I think that yes. defense is in trouble. It is. 467 total yards. Or yeah. It might have even been more. 482 yards, I think it was. Yeah. My memory's working right now yeah. against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. That's, that's something. And going to the NFC West, I mean, that division is ridiculous. Easily the best division in football. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do think every single team could get in. Yeah, hundred percent. There's a chance that it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Who who in the East, South, and North is competing? The 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 Vikings maybe. Um, no. but they're they're zero two. But you know they they did actually look pretty good against the Cardinals on Sunday. Must um, must win for the Vikings this week. Yeah. Um, maybe the Eagles, maybe Washington. I mean, I think I think Dallas is going to win that division, so I'm not counting them. Maybe the Eagles, maybe Washington. Um, I don't. I don't think they're going to be as good as those teams. Yeah, I don't think so either. And then, you know, the Saints maybe, and the Panthers are off to a three and zero start. Um, but I mean, Seattle. Well, what what team is a below five hundred team in that division? None. We thought the Cardinals were the worst team in that division, and that wasn't saying the Cardinals were bad. We still thought they'd be around five hundred, or and, I had them at eight nine to, to be better, and. I think this might be a Kyler Murray MVP season. So he looks so good. He looks amazing. He is amazing. I love him. I'm in love with him. His escapability is and just instincts and everything is just unbelievable. His he has pocket awareness. I mean, we're watching yeah. Sam Darnold tonight, and Darnold steps up in the pocket and he doesn't feel the pressure. He thinks, oh, just because I stepped up, I'm out of it. And he's right. not. 
because right. then he fumbled twice. They recovered it, but he fumbled twice because he got hit. He Murray just knows, and it helps when you can run out of any sack and any tackle. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, these divisions are interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. What what are the Packers? It's an interesting game. I don't know who I'm picking yet for that game. The Packers or the 49ers. That it's is in San Francisco. Very, it's, it's a Sunday in night San game. Fran. I think I'm going San Francisco, to be honest. I think I am too. And Rodgers has not played well out there. He hasn't covered out there. So I'm going to – I think I'm leaning toward that, but still it's close. Yeah, definitely is. And we we mentioned before a little bit the Rams and the Buck, uh, the Rams and the Bucks. The first time Tom Brady is playing a game in Los Angeles in his NFL career. Is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah. there hasn't been a football team in Los Angeles, you know, the whole time. So. Yeah. So, that'll be a cool. That's going to be a great game. It's in that phenomenal stadium. They're going to be wearing their that stadium is unbelievable. Their beautiful jerseys. Yeah. Oh, God, it's going to be a great game. I wish it was a Sunday night game. Yeah, me too. Was it a 425? 425 on Fox. Those are great. You know, those too, 425 games are fun, though. You know, I love them. The late I'm just, I, if I'm at the Giant game, then I'm going to be, I'm going to miss half that game. Yeah. This That's is my awesome. first weekend where I'll be, you know, full football Sunday, just hanging out. We just I bought might, a Sunday I, ticket at my house. So uh, looking forward to that. Oh, finally. Yeah, I know. We finally, <laughs> God forbid. Yeah, really. What it what it break the bank there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got the college student uh discount actually. So yeah. good. here we go. All right, I think we're good there. I'm very yeah. excited to make our picks again. Our picks will be on TikTok, so go check them out and we'll review them next week again. As always, um, good luck to your Yankees, good luck to your Jets. This is a big especially for the Yankees. This is a big weekend for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And we will talk to you guys. We're going to see our picks and we'll talk to you guys next week. Yep.